Welcome to The Alignment Show, featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited, and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it might be in your part of the world. Welcome once again to The Alignment Show. We appreciate you spending some time with us here. I'm Don King. I am your host on The Alignment Show. And this is episode 45 of The Alignment Show. It's hard to believe we've been going for that long. As we get started today, just a little reminder, as has been the case for several weeks now, uh, we do have a book out, The Way of the Three-Year-Old Why, up here over my shoulder, a business fable that is designed to help you to figure out what is most important to you or to remember what that is. You know, when you're up to your neck and alligators, it's hard to remember your objective was to drain the swamp. And so I hope that this book and its story would be an encouragement to you. If you want to find out more information about that, you can go to donking.com. That's D-O-N-N, two N's, dot com, slash 3-Y-O. That's the number three and the letters Y-O. I am very pleased this week, though, to have a repeat guest with us. Now, we did have somebody else that was scheduled. We announced last week uh, another group, and they needed to reschedule. And so I'm one of the great supporters of the show. She's been on here before, uh, agreed to come on on short notice. And I know this is going to be a great conversation because Peg Duchesne has dealt with life's curveballs. And they all come at us, don't they? And so let's go ahead and get Peg on here. Peg, thank you so much for coming on the Alignment Show. And it's been one of those weeks again, hasn't it? It has been a week. It's been a month, the start of the new year. And I'm so happy to be here, Don. Thank you for having me back as an encore guest. And I just want to say how much I am absolutely loving the way of the three-year-old why. You know, lots of times you talk about business fable and business parable, and I prefer the term parable over fable. And the differentiator for me, at least, is that fables have animals in them, parables uh -huh. do not. And yours is a fable because we're learning from the chickens, we're learning from the robins, we're learning from all sorts of animal life in this great world that we live in. But mostly we're learning about thinking like a three-year-old and asking why, yeah, but why, but why again some more, and what's the and because, you know, all those things. It is just a delightful book. I so am embracing it, and thank you for that gift to the world with your authorship of that. Well, thank you, Peg, and the, the fact that, that you're, in a way, promoting my book, and we've got you on as a guest. It just shows your heart as a go-giver. I know that is is at the heart of what you do. Uh, I, I would agree with Bob Berg, who has commented here, the most connected person I know. Uh, I know he's, he commented on LinkedIn about Kevin Bacon and his six degrees of separation. I think with Peg, it's more like two degrees of separation. Um, maybe not that much. <laughs> well, thank you. And I love that Bob 
calls me the most connected person. I embrace that title immensely. And that's one of the reasons why I love the social media platform LinkedIn, because it shows you those two and three degrees of separation and how small the world is by who we know and who knows us and what we can do for one another. So thank you both, Bob and Don. Absolutely. In fact, as long as we're talking about LinkedIn right now, we're going to go ahead and put up the QR code for your LinkedIn. Uh, people who are watching this or watching on the replay, you, know, you too can be connected to PEG. Uh, for those who are listening on the audio only, you know, let, let's be sure that you can find her. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. Okay, you'll, you'll want to be sure you know about confidencecultivators.com in order to get the show notes. But you hear us saying Peg Duchesne. She's used to people calling her Peg Duchesne because that's kind of spelled that way. And so the last name is D-U-C-H-E-S-N-E. And that led to Duchess Enterprises because, hey, it's not a bug, it's a feature, right? Right. <laughs> well, and I like to say Duchess is so much easier to say. Plus, I treat my clients like royalty. So very good. Very good. So Peg has been on here before. Uh, so let's just let's give a little bit of a background there. Uh, you uh, are the short way to put it is you are the message therapist, not massage therapist. And Peg, you know, my twisted sense of humor, you know, I, I can't help but wonder if you don't occasionally get interesting phone calls. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, I thought you were a massage therapist. <laughs> right. So I massage the words, but I'm a message therapist. There we go. And so all kinds of communication skills here that we're talking about. And, and we've talked about that in a previous episode. In fact, folks, uh, I will make sure in the show notes for this one that we link to that previous episode. So it's okay if we repeat some stuff, but one of the things we had in mind as we were getting together today is uh, you had life to throw you a major curveball. Can we go ahead and talk about that a little bit? Uh, yes, indeed. You only <laughs> learn through what you know. And I went you know, for 14 months, I was the chairperson of my high school reunion. It was, um, I mean, you know, let's just put it out there. It was my 50th high school reunion. I graduated from high school, maybe when I was 12 or something. I don't know. There you go. Yeah. Had We had worked, the committee was 10 plus the chair and myself. So we called ourselves Oceans 11 and we worked for 14 months. When we had our 45th reunion five years ago, we couldn't find about 18 classmates. And so the first venture of the committee was to try and locate those missing classmates. And we believe we found them all. Some people didn't want to be found and you just need to respect that, right? Well, yeah. They don't want to have anything to do with high school. You just have to let them be. Put but that we found you. a lot. And so we planned this great event and it was near Baltimore, Washington airport. People could fly in. The hotel and the venue for the event were adjacent to one another, so it made it easy. You could Uber or cab over from the airport and not need a vehicle again for the whole weekend. And we had over 50% of our graduating class attend and participate. It was really a great turnout. Wow. Wonderful weekend. Sunday morning, I get that dreaded phone call. It's my next door neighbor saying, are you coming home today? And I said, yeah, I'll be home this afternoon. I'm going to go visit my aunt while I'm sort of close. And she said, I don't know. I think you should come sooner. What had happened was the hot water heater two stories above me had burst a pipe 
and the entire contents and they couldn't shut it off. So water kept running, running, running. So when I got home, you're not supposed the insurance people say, don't say flood because that needs a whole kind of different insurance. But the water disbursement episode had occurred and there was water everywhere. And, you know, about 90% of my personal belongings were ruined beyond salvation. So, wow. um, yeah. So for 28 days, I stayed in a hotel and went back and forth to my unit trying to, you know, dispose. And the insurance company said, don't throw anything away. We need to see it. We can't come for three weeks. I mean, just, it was just a mess upon a mess upon a mess beyond. And, you know, you say you have two choices. You can be angry, mad, and rude to everybody, or you can think, what is this lesson teaching me? And how can I still show up with a positive attitude and treat others with respect and be a kind person as we navigate this challenge, this curveball, this roadblock, if you will. And, um, you know, lots of people were rude to me. You're taking too long getting out. Well, the insurance says don't move anything till they see it. And, you know, some things were out of my hands, but trying to approach it so well. And then I um, I was already moving. I had already given notice that I was moving. And that might have been part of the challenge because the apartment felt like, like the people on the second floor were moved to a hotel. Then they moved their things to another unit while they rehabbed their unit and then moved them back. But since I was already moving anyway, I guess they felt they didn't need to do that with me. I don't know. Um, right. So my unit where I was going in the future was available early. So thank goodness for that. And, but I didn't have a bed. Both beds in my apartment had to be thrown away because of the damage they incurred mold and all the water damage. And so I moved to my new place and had an air mattress thinking, Oh, the insurance company is going to give me a thousand dollar advance on my claim so that I can at least buy a bed. Well, that took three weeks. (laughs) And so it was, a, I will tell you, it was a rock and roll experience. I never want to have again was sleeping on an air mattress, getting in and out and just, Oh my goodness. And I'm trying to make light of it and make a joke of it. And if I was a stand up comedian, this is what I would say about that. But you know, the truth of the matter is when you're not sleeping well, it just really wreaks havoc on your positive attitude. Right. So anyway, you just keep thinking, what is this lesson teaching me? What am I called to do today? So those are some of the ways that I uh, got through that. I'm now in my new location. Uh, the other day, I hung a piece, a couple of pieces of artwork on the wall. So it's starting to feel more and more like home. And the insurance company hasn't um, made resolution yet, but we're working towards making resolution. It's been just a little over 90 days now. That's certainly long enough to. Um, get there. So those are some of the things I'm coping with in the, in the meantime, but I love this conversation about how do we react to it and how do we rise above and still be a better person from those experiences? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, uh, you put up a reel on Facebook to show some of this. Would it, would it be okay if I yeah, you can certainly share that if you'd like. It, yeah. I did that partly to show the insurance company that, you know, I, they, it, it, I don't know. I don't want to talk bad about the insurance industry, but it's like 
they want to get you so frustrated. Maybe you're just going to give up and walk away. I don't know. I, well, and I wonder about that. And I, I will tell you, my late ex-wife um, worked for, I'm, I'm not going to say the company, but a major insurance company uh, years ago. And she told me that they routinely denied claims because they knew about a third of the people would just say, okay, well, I guess it's not covered. And then if they appealed that then they would just go ahead and pay it because it was cheaper to pay it than it was to fight it so it wouldn't surprise me to find out that, that is the case um i don't think i have uh let me see here maybe well, we can certainly share it in the show notes if you can't pull yeah it yeah I've, I've got it here but i'm afraid i'm gonna mess it up in in trying to share it right here live so yeah we'll if you're okay with it we'll share it in the show notes so uh, yeah that would be fine <clears throat> You know, it was a heartbreaking day when finally the insurance had come and said, oh, yeah, this is a total loss. And um, then I had to have the junk removers come and they brought two huge six foot flatbed trailers and three pickup trucks that they ended up filling twice and taking to the landfill. And I've always been a recycler and you know, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, but the insurance said, oh no, if mold has been in this, you can't donate it. You shouldn't do, you know, and even a bottle of wine or vodka that had been opened, throw it out. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. but I only had one drink for, you know, it just, <laughs> <laughs> it has alcohol. Doesn't that a purifying affection or something? Anyway, just but some of the things as they're carrying out my belongings and I'm sitting there taking pictures as they're walking out with my things, heartbreaking. You know, one of yeah. the things hanging in my hall closet was my dress blues from my, I served in the military, the army reserves for 16 years. And I rose to the rank through the enlisted ranks and then was commissioned. And my final rank before I left service was captain. And I had my dress blues with my medals and everything, and there's mold all over the dress blues jacket. Oh, and so it clearly oh, had to go. But when they walked that out to throw it on the heap of other junk, uh, you know, it definitely brought a tear to my eye thinking about all those years of service, the, um, you know, sweat and tears of being in the service and what you do to accomplish those goals and dreams. And then I started thinking about the friends I met and the comrades I served with and, just kind of your whole life flashes before you, right? When they're carrying everything out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's, let's think about for the folks listening, because I know you're always extracting lessons. Um, you know, it is, you, you may have already gotten to the point of saying, you know, here are three steps or four steps or whatever, but if we're not there yet, just kind of think about it out loud here. First thing you do let yourself feel it. I mean, you don't try to act like nothing happened. Um, so, uh, I had earlier this week, it was not nearly on the level of what you've dealt with and you dealt with your situation much better than I dealt with mine. Uh, ju just a real quick, so people know what we're talking about here. My wife uses a power wheelchair and it lives in our van, so it can't freeze. I had run a, uh, an extension cord, heavy duty extension cord out to be able to run a heater. I remembered to unplug the chair, to unplug the heater. 
but I didn't pull the extension cord out of the window before I left for work. And so it shattered the back window. And uh, this, this is on a van. So it took three days to get it replaced. I lost three days of work because I couldn't drive with the wheelchair in there with it like that. Storms coming in, all that sort of thing. So uh, this is just, uh, and it cost me a few hundred dollars to fix. Right. So again, nothing like what you dealt with. Okay. And so. Um, no, it's not about comparison, right? It's just how we deal with what we're faced with at that moment, right? Exactly. And so that's why I can tell you that when that thing got pulled out like that, uh, I said a few things that, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> not very pastor-like, I guess we would say, and um, beat myself up pretty bad, you know? And so this was not anything I caused that. Now, in your case, it was somebody else, uh, and not not even that it was their fault, you know, because, I mean, you can't predict when a water heater is going to burst. Right. Um, side trip here. I am a little curious about why they couldn't turn the water off. Why just why they had to just let it keep running. So they weren't home either. No, or... they were home and didn't know how to turn the water off and apparently oh. ended up, you know, it was a Saturday when the incident happened. They called the leasing office, but the leasing office isn't open on a Saturday. They finally called 911. And when they explained it, 911's like, this isn't what we do. But they finally came and I guess turned it off. I don't have all the details of what happened. Yeah, yeah. Was, you know, it's kind of interesting when I traced when this actually happened. At the time the, the water burst, the pipe burst, I was probably standing with a microphone in the middle of the room at the alumni doing the, we have... Um, 13 classmates who have predeceased us and we were reading their names in memoriam. And oh, it was wow. probably during that time that I was doing that for the class reunion that the pipes burst. I mean, what does that tell you? <laughs> oh my. You can't well, look I, this stuff up. Yeah. But um, I'm thinking about a, a, a difference here. I caused my problem in your case, in a way, it was nobody's fault. Right. I'm not sure which is worse. You know, I mean, I was beating myself up, but at least there was somebody to blame. In your case, it was like, you know, where's this come from? Um, do you think that made it worse or easier to deal with that it was nobody's fault? I don't know if it's better or worse. The challenge is what we do when we're faced with those kinds of things. Yeah. Cause it's the matter of control. You know I mean? Right. This was uh, the, the circumstance was out of your control, but your response to it was in your control. So did you allow yourself a certain time? Uh, you know, in, in my case, it happened as I was there, you didn't find out about it until you got home, but there was the moment of realization. And so, right. Did you allow yourself some time to walk around and cuss? <laughs> yeah. Yes. All of that. And okay. So, so here's one of the first insights maybe to share with somebody else. Don't try to shut down your reaction, but on the other hand, don't wallow in it. Is that a, an accurate way to say how you approached it? I would say, you know, you have to have that pity party, if you will, like, oh, woe is me. Oh, why did this happen? You know, 
but you don't need to take it out into the world in your dealings with others. You can, um, they didn't cause it, you know, how we react and interact with others tells a lot about ourselves. And so I'm sure you had that moment where you're, you know, it, what did I, you know, blaming yourself and yeah. all the things, but as you're dealing with the window repair person and all that, you're not taking it out on them. You're being kind yeah. because you know what you need is this, and they're going to be able to, they're the path for you to get to what you need and all of those things. But definitely you have to deal with the emotions that arise and then sort of reframe how you're going to be out in the world interacting with others. Yeah. Yeah. Jump ahead a little bit. When you're a writer or a speaker, no matter what happens to you, it's fodder, you know, it's material, but for folks listening who are neither writers nor speakers, I mean, it's always grist for the mill as Ram Dash used to say, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. learning material. Um, you have certainly learned from it. And so that's part of why you're on here today. And thank you for that. Cause we're, we're helping other people to deal with, when life inevitably throws you a curveball, so uh, there's an element of grieving here, grieving loss. Like you said, ninety percent of your stuff gone, and the the memories are not gone, but the what those things represented. Um, I, I think on a biological level, it can make us feel exposed because our shelter has been violated. So any uh, advice as far as the grieving aspect? This is beyond the anger that, that may have been the initial response. Right. I'm still dealing with all that. And, you know, the thank goodness I was on a road trip and at least had the three outfits I had for the weekend away. When I checked into the hotel the night I got home, I'm like, well, at least I have my toothbrush with me, you know, trying to see the positive. But the reality of it was, I had three winter coats. I don't really like coats. I prefer to have a big warm wrap. And I had four or five of those. All of that is gone. And now it's cold out. And I'm, you know, daggummit, got to, you know, deal with other things. And, you know, I think, wake up in the morning, what am I going to wear today? Oh, that shirt. Oh, yeah, I don't have that shirt anymore. You know, just all this. It's like this little bit of all ripples throughout your day. and. um you know, living in a new place, things are in a different place, things you used to have, you don't have anymore. All of those is part of that whole grieving and loss emotion roller coaster. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That, yeah, and, um, but, and as you say, you are still in it, definitely. But but yeah. you you probably also at this point have some insight into where things will go from here as you continue with your process right is there an aspect because you know i'm you're already starting with at, at least i have these three outfits at least i have the stuff in my bag at least i have the the toothbrush um is there an aspect that comes along with any move of the starting over oh i've got a fresh wall i can decorate i can get new stuff is that kicking in yet, or is that something you think will come along? It is kicking in that yet. Yeah, it is kicking in. One of the things that has helped me so much, Don, has been the sense of gratitude. Like, at least I wasn't home when it happened. So when 
when I got home, there was all kinds of equipment all over the apartment. There was, you know, blowers and heaters and fans and suckers and, you know, just trying to do the abatement of the water. And I couldn't get down the hall to my bedroom to even see the magnitude of the damage. And um, it was about a week before they were able to push the... Um, push the things aside to make a path for me to go. And when I walked into my bedroom, the whole roof had caved in and the plaster was laying all over my bed. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's a good thing I stayed both nights at the reunion and didn't come home after the farewell party on Saturday night because I could have been sleeping and the weight of the water knocked that down on top of me. And, you know, chills went up my spine and said there, but there but for the grace of god go i right i would have been died in her sleep with a crash of the ceiling on top of her not that that would have happened but when i saw that that's what went through my head so a sense of gratitude trying to find this the shininess or the um you know the the good things throughout the bad um you know i have good connections so i could call a person and say can you give me some advice about how to deal with the insurance people? This is what they're telling me that doesn't seem right. What do you recommend? Those kinds of things. Interesting. I rented a nine by nine storage unit for the few pieces that I could salvage. Mm -hmm. It ended up, I only filled about half of that nine by nine unit, which isn't much at all. But yeah. the gentleman that um, I'm dealing with across the counter from me at the Chestertown vault storage, um, I mentioned that I was moving back to Leonardtown, Maryland in St. Mary's County, Southern Maryland. And he said, oh, I love Leonardtown. That's where my wife and I were married. Oh, okay. And I said, really, how did you come to know Leonardtown? And he said, well, we met when we were students at St. Mary's College, which is my alma mater. And yeah. I currently serve on the board of trustees at St. Mary's. So it's like, so we had this instant connection. So as I'm going through my apartment, I found a um, envelope that the college had sent us when they rebranded about a year ago, a new logo. They put it on a pennant and, um, and, and it wasn't ruined. It was in the envelope. And so I said, well, let me take this to him. So the next day I went to the storage and said, you know, we have the St. Mary's connection. You married your wife. You're from there. Here's this. I thought you would appreciate this. He opened it up and had such gratitude. Like, Oh, you thought of me. And I'm like, well, of course I did. So anyway, it's just those small little glimpses of hope and um, great things that happen when you're doing the right thing and treating other people nicely that, you know, here I am, an alum from our alma mater is now the one helping me with this disastrous event. It, you know, it sort of took some of the pain away. Yeah, yeah. And then when something happened and I needed him, I was already in Leonardtown and something happened. The real, the leasing office said, Oh, you need to, somebody was supposed to go get the boxes off the patio and they didn't do it. I had him go, you know, he was able to step up and do a favor for me because of the relationship we had built in those few short interactions with one another. And it's just those kinds of things that make getting through something like this so much more bearable and, even enjoyable, if you can use that word in this circumstance, right? Well, and it occurs to me, it's sort of like what Su Susan Cain talks about when she talks about bittersweet, you know, right. that was her latest book. And um, 
Aristotle said something cannot be both A and non-A at the same time, but that's in logical terms. Emotionally, humans can can maintain complex emotions. And so I hear you with some joy in the midst of pain. You know, it, it, it's, it's a bittersweet mix. Uh, I love that bittersweet analogy. And I also say it was somewhat of a God wink to yeah. put that gentleman from my alma mater in front of me at this time, you know, it's sort of, we, we got this together kind of thing. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, uh, without getting into theology too much, I don't think it's true that, um, you know, God causes things to happen, bad things or whatever, so that we can learn or whatever. On the other hand, when bad things happen, I think it was Maya Angelou who said, God doesn't waste pain. So to bring good things out of what happens to us. And, and I see you applying that. So it, it leads me to another question. There is so much of this that is out of our control. Um, and, and in your case, particularly, you know, you had no control over uh, the break to begin with. But then going a little further, you had no control over the insurance company. And we will continue to avoid naming the company because it's not so much about criticism, but human nature. Uh, part of me is going <laughs> three weeks, you know, and then when they're saying, oh, yes, if it's it, it, it's been like this for three weeks, it's moldy. You can't use it. There'd be a part of me that would be going, well, if you'd gotten here earlier. Right. You know, and, and so the advice we're looking for here is any insights that you can offer in dealing with those things or those people who are out of your control. How do you maintain your own equanimity in the midst of that or to find the things you can control? And it's a complex question, but I think you see where we're going with it here. Well, the things we, we can control are how we react how we react to what happens to us. We can't control what happened, but how we react is what we can control. And, you know, there has to be that, as you said, sort of the mourning and the grief and the loss, but from that, and, and like I've emphasized before, it's how we interact with others along the journey that makes the difference and says a lot about ourselves versus, you know, just, this is what happened to me and you're going to fix it. And you know, that nobody's going to step up and do that with a smile. Um, so realizing that our reaction is what we can control. And that's my recommendation is step above, you know, embrace what happened, not embrace might not be the right word, but accept what happened. And yeah, the outcome is going to be determined by how we react now moving forward. It occurs to me, uh, and I have a tendency like this, avoid the woulda, shoulda, couldas. Right. You know, if only I had done thus and such. Uh, I, I, I will tell you in my own circumstance, uh, I spoke to myself in ways that I would never put up with from somebody else. Right. But I'm sure that you're never going to leave that plugged in the way you did this time again. Well, and, and not only that, okay, maybe this is another one of those things, lessons from life. And um, all kidding aside, I am an adult with ADHD. 
you know, this is the, and the older I get, the more I struggle with it. That's not going to change, you know, and beating myself up, calling myself an airhead or whatever, it's not really helpful. Uh, it could easily happen again because, you know, it does come out of the ADHD. So I have started a new habit. I've got a clamp that goes on the end of the extension cord when it's not plugged in. When I plug it in, the next thing I do is put the clamp on the steering wheel. Okay. If I get in the car and that clamp is on the steering wheel, then the extension cord is in the car. So I think the solution, yeah, that's and fairly simple, you know. And so I think part of the lesson here is to recognize that there are things I have control over, but then there are things that aren't going to change. And so uh, I adapt to it. Um, my wife and I have this thing. I, I sometimes joke about being the Murphy's law poster child, you know, and, and she hates it. When I talk about Murphy's law, my take on it is Murphy's law is like gravity. It's a, it's a part of nature and just like gravity, you can't get rid of it, but you can take it into account. That's how we fly airplanes. Right. Okay. And so uh, rather than just say, I should remember, well, let's just take steps within my reality to, to, to deal with it. Um, I, I don't know if it affects you in your new place, like, or would you be less likely to move into a multi-story unit or to say, if I'm going to be in one of those, I want to be on the top floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am on the top floor in my new place. So no okay. one, no, there's no hot water heaters above me. So that's a good thing. Um, being <laughs> on the top floor has other challenges with it, but that's all good. It takes it, you know, each day as it comes. Exactly. But I love that you've figured out the solution that put the big clip on the wheel. And if you're starting, you're like, Oh yeah, Don, this is my, so yeah. good for you for figuring out that workaround. That's going to be the solution. So it doesn't happen. Good for At you. least that one won't happen. Right. <laughs> There'll be right. something but it's else. those kinds of things, finding the solution so we can do it a different way so it doesn't happen again. Kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now for folks who are listening to us or watching us and they're just getting to know you, I did want to uh, share if I can find the right. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, there we are. Okay. So share screen. Want to show them how to uh, to find you on LinkedIn. Uh, again, folks who are with us audio only, we will have these links in the show notes. But this is how you can recognize that you have found the right place on on LinkedIn. Okay. And there's there, there's all kinds of good stuff here. And then we also want to, let's see, stop that share and then share your website, Duchess Enterprises. It's Enterprise One Prize. Oh, that's right. Uh, I, and I can see that in the name of it, Duchess Enterprise LLC. And all kinds of communication services here. I mean, there's, and one of the reasons I want to tie this in with what we were talking about, I mean, you can see that PEG is oriented towards solutions. You know, working within the reality. Uh, and, and I know just here recently, you have been doing a, a lot of speaker one sheets and that kind of thing. So, I mean, there's all kinds of marketing and communication help that Kent Peg can provide here. I, I love, as you, you say, that you are the message therapist. 
I love helping shine the light on people's businesses so they get found in the market. I say I massage the words so they hit their mark with their marketing. There you go. Okay. So, um, in fact, one of the challenges, and I'll come back to the the big challenge that you faced recently, this didn't just affect where you live. This affected where you do business. Right. So how, um, let's mention another challenge that you've had. I know there were some problems with your email service, and that had nothing to do with the, what was it we called it instead of a flood, a, a water incursion? Water incident? disbursement episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love the euphemisms that we'll come up with. Let's right. say water dispersion. I can't I can't make a episode. pronounceable. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, but the email thing, I guess, had nothing to do with that. So, uh <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, like over New Year's weekend, I wasn't getting very many emails. And I thought, wow, people are really taking this holiday weekend seriously. And then Tuesday, I wasn't getting any mail. And I sent mail. And then people started calling me and saying, I just sent you a message and it bounced back. Did you change your email? And I'm like, no, I didn't. But, and, you know, hours on end, it's not like you can call Microsoft and get somebody on the phone and figure out the problem. But, um, I had a virus on my computer and that's when it went after was the Microsoft and oh my goodness it's just it wasn't the water enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find myself sometimes shouting into the ether you know, don't you ever get tired you know <laughs> right what's the saying of you're not going to be given more than you can handle but sometimes I think there's an sometimes I think there's an overestimation of our abilities to deal, right? Yeah, um, I can't yeah. remember. It seems like maybe it was Zig Ziglar, you know, who once said, you know, they say God doesn't give you more than you can handle. I wish God didn't have such a high opinion of me, you know. Uh, and I, I got to say in passing, that is not good theology, but I understand why people say that. Uh, if we're going to get theological about it, I think the theological aspect is, we have more than we can handle all the time. All the time. That's yes. why we need to turn to God to get the strength we need. But this is not a theological program. So, right. yeah, I, I relate to it. Well, as we are coming to an end of our time together here, Peg, uh, you know that one of my favorite questions is there's probably something that you wish that I had asked that I didn't know enough to ask or didn't think to ask. What would that question be and how would you respond to that? Oh, my goodness. The question that we didn't talk about that I wish we had is, I don't have the answer to it, but how do you keep staying positive as things are thrown your way? Um, like the email, when it happened, I'm like, haven't I dealt with enough already? Yeah. And in the meantime, well, you need your email to do your business. You need your email to stay in touch with your connections. Let's figure this out. And, you know, you roll up your sleeves. And just like when you broke the window in your van, you had to put the priorities for the day. We're no longer the priority of the day. Now you have a new priority. It's not like you never get back to those priorities, but you need to shift and pivot. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Yeah. The market's yeah. done with positive energy. And so instead of getting mired in the muck of, oh, woe is me, you know, you just need to move forward, put on your snow boots, walk through the 
big snow pile to get to where you're going and get it done. So, you know. In fact, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, again, you know, folks, remember we had somebody else scheduled uh, for today and they're going to come up later. Okay. But Peg stepped in at the last minute, which I appreciate so much. And in the email where she said, yes, she could do this. I think she even said, call me pivoting Peg. (laughs) And that, that uh, we certainly see that in your ability to respond to what happens, not to react, but to respond. So thank you so much for being here this week, Peg, and uh, look forward to continuing conversations. You know, just because you've been on here twice doesn't mean you can't be on here three times. So we will come back later and see what you're doing. Is that okay? It is perfectly fine. It's been my pleasure, my honor. And I am in in the second quarter of this year, it's in my business plan to re, restart my podcast called Hmm. Duchess Connects, C-O-N-N-E-X. And it's all about the connections and things. And I would love to have you on as a guest early on to talk about, by then I will have finished, I'll finish the three-year-old why by this evening, I'm sure. I stayed up late last night trying to finish it and it just wasn't there. But it's (laughs) such a delightful book, such a great way to look at the world and how we do things. And I, I, the question I will have for you on my show is the mind mapping and the diagram Hmm. and the, and your explanation of Ikigai is just fabulous. So we will get oh, into that when I have you on my show. So I will look forward to that. Thank you. Do, do you, do you have enough of, I know you're, you're restarting it right now. If, if there is a link that we could go ahead and share with folks, we'll put it in the show notes. Otherwise we will tell people to go to duchessllc.com. Yeah. Duchess LLC for right now. Um, you know, I had put my podcast on the back burner when I was taking care of my mom as she was battling Parkinson's and just haven't gotten around to putting all the things in place to start it, you know, moving one place to another, all those things. And um, the second quarter of this year is when it's slated to go live. And I'll make sure you have information and we can share it with your community as well, especially when you're going to be on. So absolutely. We'll get that out there. Well, I don't know we- that I'm going to be able to run the starship like you do, though. well and it can be like that sometimes so hang out in the green room for just a second while we uh uh, wind this up because i want to thank you properly i'll be right with you but in the meantime folks uh those of you who are regular listeners you know that i do this sometimes you know i'll get on here and then realize once we're in the program i have forgotten to pull up the calendar i want to check i think i know who's coming up next week Yes, next week on the Alignment Show, we have scheduled somebody who is uh, like Bob Berg and Jeff West. They're sort of my um, uh, people that I would fanboy over. Joanna Penn is scheduled to be on with the Alignment Show. Now, that name may or may not mean much to you, but if you're around the independent author community much, you know that that uh, Joanna is to independent publishing um how would we make a comparison she is like thomas jefferson to the american republic i mean she she was one of the pioneers uh she has figured out so much and led the way in independent publishing uh we are on the cusp of another revolution in independent publishing and she's leading the way on that 
So I am very pleased to be able to have her on next week. You're going to want to mark your calendar 10 a.m. January 19th, and uh, we'll look forward to that conversation. In any case, uh, I've got running across the crawl down there, Duchess LLC, so that you can connect with, uh, with Peg. I'm going to change it right now to confidencecultivators.com. That's where you can go to get show notes on this show and other shows. You can find out about upcoming guests. And we look forward each week to having you with us right here on The Alignment Show. We will see you next week. That's it for this week's episode of The Alignment Show. What has it inspired you to do in your own life? Whatever it is, take action now and take the first step. It will help you to talk with a friend about what you're thinking. Share confidencecultivators.com to spread the goodness. And remember to live your values and value your life. We will see you next week on The Alignment Show.